Welcome to The Technical Marketer, where marketers become engineers. I'm Matt Landers. And I'm Will Johnston. And this is our first ever podcast, coming to you live on Facebook. A little bit about what we're doing. We are thetechnicalmarketer.com, and we are going to be bringing to you all the latest tips and tricks for uh, digital marketing. And today's show is going to be about Facebook audiences. And the way the format of the show works is that we're going to bring you whatever's happened in the last week. So this is going to be a weekly podcast. Uh, just whatever it may be, like new research, new reporting, new tools, new whatever. So we'll kick us off. What's been going on? Uh, I want to bring up something that I really love, uh, and that's push notifications. Oh, yeah? You just yeah. really like getting that, that message? I love receiving push notifications for apps that I barely use. Oh, yeah. That let me know that people that I barely know like things that I barely care about. <laughs> exactly. You know what that reminds me to do? What does it remind you? It of? reminds me to uninstall that app. Yes. <laughs> so, consequently, 71% of app uninstalls are directly related to push notifications. What does that mean for you? If you have an app in the store and you're trying to consider what types of push notifications you want to send people, really think critically about this because push notifications are invaluable, an invaluable form of marketing for your product, for your app, whatever you need. And you don't want to cause somebody to uninstall your app by sending them a push notification that they just don't care about. Exactly. And it happens all the time. In fact, the Reddit app is starting to tell me when r slash all is trending. Like, yeah. Do they think that I don't know that already? I'm on Reddit <laughs> all the time. All day, actually. You do no work. I don't work. I don't work. Literally Reddit no. has consumed my life. It's a real problem. <laughs> but what I don't need is to know what's trending on Reddit because I already know what's trending on Reddit. Yeah. How can you get into your ADD to remind you about that funny thing you saw? <laughs> <laughs> I've probably seen you know the top ten posts a hundred times in the past hour. So Yeah, so Reddit, please... Please remove that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but seriously, your push notifications are one of the most important things that you get out of having an app installed on somebody's phone. The last thing you want to do is send irrelevant messages that really aren't providing you a lot of value. Mm-hmm. That's just annoying somebody to the point to where they uninstall your app. And it's even it's just as bad, actually, as if they turn off push notifications. It might yeah. as well be the same thing because you're losing that ability to connect with that person in as a push notification, uh, whereas, you know, as your email is getting crowded and everything, that's really valuable. They've decided to install your app, and now you're annoying them to the point where they just don't want to deal with you anymore. Don't do that. We all hate it. Everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Don't do it. Send valuable notifications because those are awesome. So let's get down to business. The topic of the week is Facebook audiences, so we're going to be talking about how to define an audience, the different metrics you can use, how, whether you want a narrow, broad audience. Uh, so yeah. why don't you get us started? Yeah, so audiences are not something new. Facebook has taken you know, a traditional marketing term. Mm-hmm. Audiences, who are you talking to? Everybody, no matter what they're doing. If you're a magazine, you're trying to build an audience. That means the content needs to be targeted towards the specific group of individuals. So. If we think about um, audiences, you know, you want to make sure that whatever your product or services is, that you're getting it in front of people who are potential customers. And Facebook has a huge audience. I mean, they're around 2 billion people. We've got 220 million people using Facebook in the United States. And there are roughly, across the entire Facebook network, 250 million monthly active users. I mean, you're hitting a huge amount of people when you advertise on Facebook. So... 
crafting the right audience yeah. is very important. But speaking about advertising on Facebook, I think that a lot of people may say, I don't even use Facebook, yeah. which that doesn't matter. The fact that you have a Facebook account means that Facebook can advertise to you because they have their display network is getting mm -hmm. bigger and bigger by the day. Yeah, the Facebook audience network is very large. I mean, there are very uh, prolific sites that are using the Facebook network, Forbes, uh, CNN. All these major sites use it, and it, when you're trying to advertise on Facebook, your ads can go not only to Facebook, but also to these other sites. Right. So don't, don't be trapped in the, oh my God, I'm advertising on Facebook, I'm not really getting in front of everyone, I'm only getting in front of old people. It goes to people that are young that also just have to not Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so audiences, let's think about this. So if you're doing traditional marketing, you put up a billboard, what's the audience that we're targeting? Obviously there's a location mm -hmm. where the billboard sits, but it's more of an awareness thing, right? Yes, and most of traditional marketing is awareness based because you're you're hitting uh, certainly you're hitting your audience, but you're also getting a lot of people outside of your audience, and you know right. whether or not they convert or find somebody else who's going to convert is a totally you know it's up in the air. Right. So, like in the example of a billboard, that billboard is sitting in a particular zip code mm -hmm. with people passing by it that happen to live around the billboard. But you're also getting truckers that pass by, people on trips, all kind of people that have nothing to do with what you're uh, advertising potentially, especially if it's something local. Mm -hmm. So in that case, you're paying for a CPM for that billboard for people who don't even necessarily matter to you, especially yeah. if you're local business. So on Facebook, how can we avoid that? I mean, on Facebook lets you narrow down your audience by location, demographic, uh, interests, and behaviors. They, it's really, you can craft the perfect customer for your product or service, and you can use Facebook to target those customers. Right, but as far as the location goes, where the billboard's sitting on Facebook, I can actually say, I only wanna hit people in this zip code that actually live there, yeah. not necessarily people that are just happen to be there at the time that my ad is showing. Now you can, if you're, uh, you know, say a restaurant, local restaurant, you can target whoever is in the area at that moment in time rather than who lives there. So right. that's you can use that to your advantage as well. But if you're say, you know, a local services business that does lawn care, you can target only people who live in specific locations and those would be the locations you serve. Right. For lawn care for instance, you wouldn't want to target people who are just traveling through. They're not, you know, buy your lawn care service if they mm -hmm. don't live in that area. So that's where the power of Facebook and all the data that it provides is really amazing. So Location, I think that when people dig into Facebook audiences, that's the first thing that you look at, right? Mm -hmm. It's the first thing that pops up. You say, where do I want to target? You can either do a radius, a zip code, a state, an area, you know, like southeast. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can define your location. But after that, you get into more of the demographics. So Yeah, and people, you know, men and women respond to different things, different messages. Uh, you know, maybe you want to run an ad directed at only women that is more, uh, you know, catering to products that they might want to buy versus products that a man might want to buy. So uh, Facebook lets you target specific demographics, you know. Right, yeah. If you're selling high heels, yeah, yeah. there's only a certain number of men that are going to be in the market for that. Yeah. And you, you as a marketer, I mean, there might be men out there who buy high heels, but... <laughs> 
you're going to have a much higher conversion rate and you're going to save a lot of money by only targeting women. And that brings up a good point. Yes, there are men that buy high heels. Bless you, Caitlin. But uh, the majority of people in the market for high heels are not, you know, men. So you want, and that, you know, narrow versus a broad audience is really important here because, yes, there are people who may buy your product that you will miss by narrowing your audience. But is it more important to you to talk to a narrow audience of people that you know are customers or a broad audience where you're hitting all of your customers, but you're also hitting a bunch of people that are definitely not your customer? Yeah. Right. And the, the reason that that matters is that it's way cheaper for you to target a narrow audience and a broad audience mm-hmm. because you pay for how many people you're targeting. So if I can weed out millions of people, you know, you know, men versus women, for instance, down, then I can spend way less money targeting the people that I actually want to buy. Uh, yeah. You have product. a better chance of somebody actually clicking on your app. Yeah. The whole time that we're doing this, anytime you're doing digital marketing, is that we're working on conversions and conversion rates and getting somebody to see an ad, take an action, whether it be, means giving you the information so you can send them email advertisements. But at the end of the day, we want people to buy a product or service. And this is really where the engineering comes in, you know, using the deductive reasoning. You look at a number and you figure out what that number means and what you need to change to make that number improve. And it's just a constant, you know, Test, repeat, test, repeat until you hone it into exactly what you want. So once we get past the demographics, you know, Facebook, this is pretty basic. We can do this with a lot of different ad platforms mm-hmm. where, where Facebook really excels and what makes it something that I love to use for advertising is the interest and behaviors. So Facebook, because of the nature of the platform where they know so much about you, yeah, they people, can target you in so many ways. People volunteer so much information to Facebook without even realizing it. And uh, I mean, it's a little big brother, but it's, <laughs> it's okay. It as a is. marketer, that's great. Yeah, no, for marketers, you can take advantage of that, and you should. It's really beneficial. It's really helpful for you. It's very helpful for conversion rate optimization. Right. So. The way that Facebook does this is that they know, based on the pages you like, based on the interactions that you have, the posts that you share, the comments that you leave, they're tracking all that data and they're putting it into different things that you can target. For instance, if you like the page for McDonald's, then they know I can target everyone who likes McDonald's, but I can also target people who like fast food. Mm -hmm. So I may be Crystal's and you know, somebody that likes fast food, that would be a good audience for me to target is somebody who also is in the market for that type of And that's product. an important point. You don't have to be, you know, the genius in making all those inferences. You let Facebook do that work for you. Right. And they've gotten pretty good at it, but at the same time, they're not perfect at it. For instance, there's behavior data where they can tell you things like what's the household income. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I always look at is, uh, you know, anyone, how many people are making over $100,000? And there's only about a half million people in that group. And I think that, you know, there's definitely more than a half million people making $100,000 in, so, yeah, in the world. So that data is not completely accurate. They can only give you what they know. So they're getting that off, whatever, census data, whatever, wherever they get the data, I'm not exactly sure. But they, you know, you're going to narrow it down and miss a lot of people if you're not careful. And the way that you can avoid that is that when you're choosing your interests, you're choosing your behaviors, you just hover over the, the one that you're looking at adding to your list, 
and make sure that you look at how many people are in there. And if it doesn't make sense, then the data is probably not right. Yeah. You generally use your you know, common knowledge to figure out if what you're doing is good or bad. But the greatest thing is once you run the ad, you figure out if your audience is correct or not in a very short period of time. Right. So interests are really powerful. So let's just take some examples. Let's just say that you're selling fitness, for instance. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things might we want to target? Uh, you would want to target people who uh, eat healthy. Exactly. Uh, like to exercise. Uh, you know, depending upon the time of year, if it's around January when people are making New Year's resolutions. Maybe you target people that like. Krispy Kreme, yeah. donuts, because those are the people that are sitting around like, maybe I should work out. Now, they may never use your gym membership, so they're perfect. Yeah, no, you want to fill your gym <laughs> they're gonna with people buy who it don't go. And never go. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So, I mean, these are the things you have to think about. Depending on your business, the way that you target, the way that you speak to people, you, I mean, you know your business better than anyone. You know who you're talking to. So Facebook has given you a lot of the data that you need to talk to those people in the right way, at the right time, and making them make a purchase. So, um, you know, one of the, the important things that we always work through with um, people on creating audiences is that not everyone has one audience right mm -hmm. so you want to create avatars based on the type of people who buy the different products you have yeah you might have four or five different profiles of people who would buy your product and Facebook allows you to create and save these audiences so you can use them in future ads yeah one thing really important with that is that let's say that you're a retail store and you have men's clothes women's clothes kids clothes whatever you're going to want to build a profile for each type of buyer. There's a different person that buys kids' clothes versus women's clothes versus men's clothes. And you're going to also want to you know, provide for them different creative. Yeah, in fact, you might have a whole campaign just dedicated to a specific audience. Right. So in, in this case of a retail clothing store, you know, I would want to target probably women to buy the kids' clothes. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to be the ones out shopping. They typically care about that more than men. <laughs> Are there men out there very interested in buying their kids' clothes? Absolutely. Yes. But again, keep your audience narrow. So important. You're going to save so much money doing that. So, um, you know, and then as you do that, you create these audiences and you create different messages for them. So in Facebook, there's a hierarchy to how you create a campaign. Uh, typically, when we think of a marketing campaign, we think of it very logically, like, I mean, one that I bring up all the time for whatever reason is the What's Up campaign from Budweiser, right? Mm -hmm. You think of that as being the campaign, the What's Up campaign, right? But on Facebook, it's totally different. Your campaigns are actually based on what you're trying to accomplish. Are you trying to get awareness done, conversions, clicks, whatever? Video views. And that's your top level. And then at the ad set level is right below that. That's where we're choosing what audience we want to talk to. So that's where we say men, women, whatever, whatever that might be, you know, the interests that they have, the age that they are. And you can have multiple ad sets. So that's right. where you can change your audience. That's where you can use your saved audiences based on your avatars to create multiple different ad sets. Right. And then based on that audience, we need to talk to them in specific ways. We need to give them a message that speaks to them. So if I'm talking to a mom that's buying their kids clothes, that means that I can target 
Uh, women that have kids, and you can even look at the age of their kids sometimes. It's a little bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but the audience can be that, I mean, the message that you craft there can really speak to that person to really get them to engage with whatever your, your online presence is. Yeah. Um, and then, so audiences can get even deeper. So this is like your initial cold traffic audience is what we would call it. We're just trying to find somebody potentially interested in our product mm -hmm. uh, and get them to engage with our brand in some way. Now, once they engage, it's known that they're not necessarily going to buy it right away. Yeah. So how can we make sure that the people that have engaged with us, they've shown some interest that we get back in front of them? Well, Facebook has a way to retarget people, whether they've uh, used your app or gone to your website or watched a video that you've put out, um, any other sorts of engagement, they have a way for you to say, okay, I want to target all the people who have viewed this. So that means that they already know kind of who you are. Um, they might be a little familiar with you, and now they might be ready to actually make a purchase. Yeah, the way that I like to explain it is that through your digital marketing, you should be trying to tell a story. If you're telling a story, you don't want to give away the end of the plot right away. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to show your discount right away. If they don't know who you are, then what does the discount mean to them? It has no yeah. value to them. Right? There are very few businesses that can offer a discount and get immediate conversion. If they don't know who you are, right? Yes. I mean, if you're Macy's, then go ahead and send out some yeah. discounts. But if you're a local retailer boutique, you need to say, hey, we're a boutique and we're targeting women between 20 and 30. Uh, and it's trendy clothes, right? And you need to tell them about that, maybe show them some clothes. When they engage with you, they look through your products. You can target people that saw a specific product and give them a discount on that product in their feed later on. Yes. So you know they had some interest in it, they clicked it, maybe they added it to the cart even. Maybe they were like, I need to wait for next paycheck. Yeah, which, you know, maybe they, maybe they blew <laughs> That happens a lot. <laughs> happens a lot, especially with my girlfriend. So retargeting is key, and that's all uh, part of building your audience and making sure that you know, you're engaging with them in different ways. I know that one way that we like to do campaigns is that I like to have a video that's a general awareness video saying, this is who we are, this is what we do. And once people watch that 50 to 75% of the way through, I want to target them with something a little more, maybe a blog post about something uh, related to my business, maybe you know whatever, and then try to get them down that track. So now I've taken them from, this is who we are, here's a little bit of valuable information you can read on our blog, mm -hmm. and then the next one might be, all right, now here's a discount or something for you to come in and actually make a purchase and be a customer with me. And it is important when you're doing retargeting that you retarget people immediately. Don't you know, try to create this big audience that you want to retarget six months down the road right. because at that point they've totally forgotten about your business. Exactly. So if you, if you ever go to my favorite example is Warby Parker. Go to Warby Parker, I don't care if you wear glasses or not, and just click on a frame that you like. That frame is going to be on Amazon, it's going to be on Entrepreneur, it's going to be on Forbes, it's going to be <laughs> everywhere, wherever you go, wherever you're looking, you're going to see that in there and they're going to try to get you to buy it right away. And it's going to trail you for the next X amount of days until you don't go back to the site. But if you click any of those ads, it's gonna trail you for another seven days. Yeah. So that we call it like a trailing remarketing ad, where we're, somebody's made some type of engagement, they're following you along, and then they're, they're constantly staying in front of you until you make the purchase, or you've proven that, okay, maybe they weren't an actual customer, they just clicked it for whatever random reason. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, you know, there's, because of all the ways that you can target 
Facebook uh, users, uh, you know, it's really complicated going in there and creating your audience. And one of the things that I've seen people do uh, time and time again is that they'll put in the list of interests, just tons of different interests. You know, just like, oh, I want healthy living, I want dieting, I want yes. just over and over. So you have these huge uh, audiences. So if you do healthy eating, I think it's like 500 million people. And then you throw in there maybe uh, people who like turkey. Well, that list of people are already part of the healthy eating. So you need to make sure that when you go in there and you choose your interests, that you hit narrow further, narrow further. So that's like... Whenever you have a list of interests, those are all ors. Healthy eating, or exercise, or this, or that. When you hit narrow, it's an and. So they need to be healthy eating, and they like to exercise, and they like CrossFit. So if you're a CrossFit gym, you want to make sure that you're narrowing your audience down to the type of people who are exercising the way that you want them to. Otherwise, you're, you're, just not, you're not creating an effective audience. Yeah, and you'll end up spending more money than you want to spend. Way more money, and you'll wonder why it's not working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're, you, when you're creating the audience in the top right, you'll see the size of your audience. And if you add one of those really large groups, you know, a 500 million group, and you keep adding interest, you'll see that that number just doesn't change. Mm -hmm. But when you do the and, and then you add it, you'll see it get narrower and narrower, and that means the audience is getting smaller and smaller. And typically, I tell people, you know, Keep your audience below 100,000 people. Yeah. That'll allow you to spend, you know, a few hundred dollars will let you get your ad in front of everyone in that audience, you know, for less than $1,000. And then if you do that, you can start remarketing to the people that engaged with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so anything else on retargeting that you want to add? Uh, I think that's about it for me. All right, and so the the most important things, let's just do a little bit of a recap, is that you create your great cold traffic audience. Who is that? And they're the interest that you build your avatars, you break them out, you talk to them in a specific way. Mm -hmm. Once they've proven that they care about what you're doing, we retarget them. Then we retarget them with more specific ads. Maybe we retarget them with a discount or some sort of offer. Um, and you want to drive them in that case to a landing page or something where they got to make yeah. an action where you know if they actually are doing something. Mm -hmm. Just sending them to your homepage is not a good idea. You're not yeah, going to exactly. convert them at that point. The cold traffic, you can send to your homepage. You can make them watch a video. You can send them to read a blog article, things like that. But once you're retargeting, you want to make it more specific. You want to give them less options. Right. And if you're you know, an online re retailer, send them to the product they were looking at something they added to their cart but they didn't check out you know there's a lot of different ways to do that and you can go on to our blog on the technicalmarketer.com and get a lot more of that information yeah. uh you know down in the details we'll have screenshots and walk you through everything and uh i guess that kind of wraps up our first podcast yeah and there we are so facebook audience wizardry brought to you by <laughs> matt and will so our goal here at The Technical Marketer is to help people who have been in marketing for a long time or maybe you got a marketing degree and help you become more of an engineer, just really testing and reiterating over the things that uh, you're doing online, analyzing that data, turning that into sales, and spending the least amount of money that you need to to do it. And it's really important. If you get good at this, you can really create an engine of growth for your company where every dollar you put in, you know what, how many dollars that produces on the other end. And if, you're, if you can get to that point, then you can create some really great businesses online and uh, yeah, make some progress. So appreciate everybody that tuned in. We'll be back next 
Wednesday with another live version of our podcast. And uh, we'll see you then. Uh, Houston, we are prepared for marketing.